This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It has been a number of years since I began excavating the ruins of Kandar with a group of my colleagues. Now my wife and I have retreated to a small cabin in the solitude of these mountains. Here I continued my research undisturbed by the myriad distractions of modern civilization and far from the groves of Akadim. Naturan de Manto. <laughs> this is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Film Sack, the beginning of Sacktober. <laughs> every year we do this. We do it every year. We, we get together and we watch a bunch of Halloween stuff all month, and we're super stoked about it. Today, that begins. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian kind of looks like his old girlfriend Dunaway. Hey, a little too true. Oh, hi. Hi. And join us. No, not you, Cheryl. Not you. You stay in the cellar and decompose quietly. I mean, <laughs> why'd you even come on our college couples go on our creepy cabin to hook up in the woods weekend anyway? <laughs> I brought a date. Scotty brought a date. Not you, Cheryl. Nope, not you. <laughs> brought a sketchbook and a number two pencil. And you know what? You can't date a sketchbook and a number two pencil, Cheryl. Well, maybe you can, but not me. I have a girlfriend. Girlfriend who probably has lead poison in her ankle, thanks to you. And now she is most definitely not in the mood. But you know what, Cheryl? You know what? I'm going to make the best of it because that's what we do. Now, whose turn was it to read from the inked and blood and covered in human skin? Oh, yeah. It's me again. Cheryl. Hey, do you notice this book has a face? Maybe it can be your date. Sherilyn Skin Book, doing in a tree. R-A-P-P-I-N-G. No, I know that's not how you spell rape, Cheryl. Shut up. I'm telling mom. No, I'm telling mom. And that's how our real week weekend would what? That's how our real weekend with your sister would go. Real weekend. Well, that's hard to say. Real we'll weekend. Say. Will a real weekend is hard to is hard to say, and that's how it is with your little sister in the wood. You don't want that. You don't want nobody wants that. No. I fixed your movie. No, I made it worse. <laughs> Something happened. Love you, sis. 
Oh, man. That tree. We have to talk about mm. the tree. Yeah, that tree is a little rapey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very mm. rapey, that tree. Mm. Uh, uh. Also with us, Randy, what exactly is that tree doing to you, Jordan? <laughs> Aloha, Scott. <laughs> Brian? Brian. Randy. This greeting starts super quiet. Ooh. We've we've dropped some dry ice in, in a pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine. Uh, we don't care about damaging ecosystems for like another decade or two. Mm-hmm. Whoa! That was scary. Woo! Really got your heart pumping, didn't it? Oh, man. Don't worry. <laughs> We're two men and three women. We can deal with whatever's going on at some random cabin in the woods. Why is there a saw on the wall, though? Oh, look. That's a saw, too. This whole area is a creep show. I'm just going to I'm just going to draw over here. Ooh, it's like a spirit is controlling my hand. Stop it, spirit. Mm. Oh, weird. Did I what did I draw with my fist around the pencil like a baby holding a chopstick for the first time? I don't know what it is. Let's um let me just bring it into my iPad real quick and look at it and procreate. <laughs> procreate. Oh, it's like what we came to this cabin to do. Or at least that's what that's what Billy and Allison are doing. I, I don't actually know their names. I mean, we just met them when we picked them up at the gas station. You know, was like, oh, ooh, a tape recorder. Let's play it. <laughs> Every horror movie ever in the 70s. That's right. I think Billy and Allison were from Melrose Place. Matt. Yeah, that sounds right. Or they would be. <laughs> I guess they still would be. Uh, also with us, and finally, Brian, his eyes, his eyes. What happened to his eyes, Ibit? Seven, two, three, eight, four, nine, seven is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Oh, oh, hey, Cheryl, it's Mike. Yeah, I know this is last minute, but uh, I'm not going to be able to join uh, you guys up at the cabin this weekend. I know you're going to have tons of fun, and I sure wish I could go with you. I hope this weekend you get some time to work on your drawings. If you get a chance, you should try this thing I heard about where you try to draw a picture of something without lifting your pencil from the paper. I don't know. Maybe try to draw a clock or a book or something. I know the fresh air is going to do you good. Oh, hey. The fall colors will be out, so you should probably go for a walk and just take in the trees. Ah. I know how much I know how much of a tree hugger you are. You've <laughs> probably already got that planned. If you get bored, I put a deck of cards in your backpack, and if you really want to play a joke on your brother, I've written down the order of the cards on a piece of paper. You can totally pretend you've got ESP. Anyway, hope you have a good time. You know I'd go with you guys if I didn't have this camp counselor job at Crystal Mountain or ah. Ponds or whatever it is. I can't remember. Anyway, have a good time. Call me later. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all on the same track this week. Yeah. We're all on the Cheryl train. Yep, everybody mm-hmm. get on the Cheryl train. Also, Brian, uh, nice Foley work, or nice bringing your own effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, that was great. Uh, the movie is The Evil Dead. We've seen The Evil Dead 2, everybody, but we have not seen The Evil Dead, the movie that started Which was essentially Evil Dead 1, just remade. Okay, so actually, let's different. stop there for a second, because I have a question mm-hmm. about that, and I'm glad you brought that up. I Okay, we did 2. And uh, right. we had a good time and everything. And we, and we did Army of Darkness as well, didn't we? I think not we did. No, no, we no. haven't done Army of Darkness. Oh, God, I would have had a, I would have died. Yeah. It's so gotta, excited. We got to watch that. Uh, but this, you, everyone says this. They're like, oh, two's just a remake of one. Is right. it, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it is, it's close to a remake of one. Uh, we were Bruce Campbell again. This time it's just a couple, and yeah. it's not all the weekend it's, college student stuff. But it's almost like, this movie didn't take place. Like the the second yeah, movie absolutely. is him coming back to this cabin with a girlfriend. Uh, 
oh, there's a recording. Let's listen to it. Oh, no, it's right. possessed me. Like, what? So he doesn't seem to remember any of this stuff? Or, or is it just not even meant to be? It's, a, the- it's an alternate timeline, right? I mean, okay. is, that really the, is that really the thinking? That- well, actually, no, it's no that's what I tell myself. This is, the third, this is actually the third time this movie has been made. This is actually the second time this movie has been made. Oh, the first Sam one was his little Campbell. short, his little short movie he made, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the little promo thing Randy yeah, did. Yeah. That's true. Randy, you were saying. I was just gonna say it it's like it it's like <laughs> so so do you remember I this is a this is a really, really strenuous analogy, but you remember how OJ Simpson wrote a book called If I'd Done It? Yeah. Right, right, and, right, right. And he basically, you know, like so he basically tells the story of him killing Nicole Richie or what, what's her name? Uh, yeah, Nicole Richie. Nicole Brown Simpson. Yeah, Nicole, Nicole Brown Simpson. Brown Simpson. Oh, that's terrifying <laughs> right there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Nicole. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's what that's what I think of when I think of the second Sam Raimi movie is is that he he basically was like, well, you know what? If I had made that movie now, and I'm gonna, uh, this is how I would this is how I would have gone about it. This is a, you know, gotcha. so it's like a rewrite. Basically, I guess so, but it's also I think it's described as a parody, correct? Is it? Well, it's a comedy horror movie. I don't know if it's a parody, but it's it's a parody of the it's first film. Listed as comedy horror where the first movie is right. just considered horror. Oh, horror. Okay. Well, okay, so but they called it two. So Right. I think fans but were actually fans this pissed. was not even called well, actually I actually think that was Redcon, right? Because this was originally called uh, in the woods or something? What was it called? No, it was called oh, the, book, it was called the Book of the Dead. Of it was the called Dead, the Book yeah. of the Dead. Why did I, mm-hmm. I was like getting that mixed up? Uh, so it's called the Book of the Dead, but I guess they just went back. Well, there was some there was some Dead. trivia about it saying the 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 some of the backers with the very small budget of three hundred fifty thousand dollars were like, yeah, that sounds like something that's gonna be bad for us for kids or you know, I don't know something with yeah. books. Right. And it's already the name of that. Um, the Egyptian thing that the big long tapestry isn't that called the Book of the Dead? Oh, there is something oh. like that, right? Some some actual yeah. thing. So yeah, but the my point is like okay, so you've put it out. It's called the Evil Dead, and then you make a sequel and you call it the Evil Dead Two. But do, did fans go into that thinking they were going to get a proper sequel with Ash and everything? Were, no, okay, so this this movie did really well considering its size, but I think but the fans? most people. Yeah, most people by the time the Evil Dead, at least this is my experience, and we're gonna get we're gonna get plenty of emails. There's a lot of people who love this movie, yeah. uh, and there's Bring there's it. breath there's a breath of knowledge out there about all this. But I wasn't really aware of the Evil Dead until two came along, and then years later I went back and watched the first one. And I think even though it's a success independently, I don't think it really necessarily equated to most of us having seen it. Yeah, but they still, I mean? they should have just called it the Evil Dead again and not had a two on there. Is all I'm getting. Or at. or figured out. I mean, probably with very little additional writing, you could have explained a reason that Ash was coming back to the cabin. You could explain why Ash survived whatever it was that flew out of the woods and in through the cabin right, and out the front right. door and took him out at the very end. You mean a guy on a bike with a camera strapped to the front? <laughs> a guy on a bike. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. don't feel like I don't feel like the world of people who might watch and enjoy this movie really cares. Like do, they they just don't need. Well, maybe that they kind don't. That's thing. a like, really good point, Randy. Mm-hmm. And I, not to interrupt you because I want to hear everything you have to say about this. But it's but I I came away from this going, this movie's not for people looking for proper beginning proper middle proper end right. let's get all the lore right. right let's make sure all the characters are correct let's make sure this is all you know explained exactly the way it's supposed to be this is for people that just want madness like just 
mm-hmm. ridiculous, over the top. Can't over believe top, you achieved yeah. that effect with like five bucks. There was, you know. there was almost a uh, there was almost a thing where you would rather go see a part two and later with slasher films. You didn't have to go see the original because I think if if you go back and watch like Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, it's like this isn't what Friday the Thirteenth was. This is some mom it is not even the same thing yeah and i i think i think we were actually ready to go with part twos and threes of horror films i i, I think it was definitely a, a marketing decision mm. that kind of played into and in, into just, what was working you think the they found their feet and, like they just finally figured out what they what the hell they wanted to do because they were just like all right well that first movie was like our student film and it barely right. happened and we barely got away with it but now i've got some money and some cachet really like to return to the thing that I, you know, that I, that I really wanted to do. I mean, that's what, that's what right. probably two feels like. And, well, and Sam, Sam Raimi is just some guy. He's like this typical nerd who he's, he's into the process, right? He's, he's at, at, especially at this time, he's a proto auteur, right? Yeah. And that's like, if you're going to watch this movie critically, watch it for the cinematography. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. this, yeah. this yeah. movie is really good for its time, for its budget, for the uh, maturity of the filmmaker. Right. It's really good. Yeah. 20 yeah. years old at this really, point, right? Yeah. He's only 20. Yeah. And it really defines what we saw. Like Sam Raimi was doing the things in this movie that we've seen him do forever. Like he, and a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do, but I mean, you see stuff, you see these, these POV shots of knives coming towards somebody or, uh, you know, the, the, the very end shot coming at mm-hmm. Sam Raimi all the way through the house or the cabin. Mm-hmm. That's such a Sam Raimi thing that he still uses. It's like, it's like he, he perfected his quiver of arrows before he right. even fired his first shot. Oh, that's a great, I love that. That sounds like a yeah. great analogy. Thank you. I yeah, just that's very good. I just came out of my head. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that, everybody. Look at that. Check that out. Look what I just said. But it's like, a, it is very much, uh, yeah, like you 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 get a taste for what this dude's going to be in his career and you get it early. I mean, he is only 20 years old. He just turned 20. He says he's uh, in the trivia talks about him saying in interviews that he he saw this film as his rite of passage. Like this was his mm-hmm. moment to like mm-hmm. prove himself and he really knuckled down and went for it. These were all high school friends and his brother that he's working with. He went to high school with uh Bruce Campbell. And Bruce Campbell's just sort of a ding dong. Like he's not really, you know, he was not. Nobody meant for him to be an actor. Probably was headed toward mm-hmm. a very different life. But this changed that forever. Like Mm-mm. becoming Ash and then becoming the Bruce Campbell we all love, and then becoming the cameo in every Sam Raimi movie ever. And not just Ash, Ashley, which I never yes. realized in any of the. Uh, I'd following actually forgotten movies. about that. I'd actually <laughs> forgotten that that was a thing. But yeah. Uh, Cheryl gets in with that familiar naming of Ash. Ashley, you gotta yeah. take me home. <laughs> and, well, she uh, would know because he's the she's the sister, see, so she can right, yeah. right. And so knows, I didn't even, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's been a while since I've seen the first one. Uh, by the way, I purchased this. I did get the uh, the UHD. You're welcome. The 4K. What? Oh, really? What? That's right. I did. I did. I I got it on the uh, Amazon Prime. It was a whopping four dollars. Whoa! Actually, that's I, pretty. I good. Actually, had a dollar credit, so it, it was only. Three dollars. Yeah, anyway, thanks for the math. Enough bragging about my how's, high definition. How's the transfer? Anyway, how's it? Is, is it good? <laughs> is it was it remastered or something? Or how does that look? Oh, they just they just took it from the original uh, film and and you know just just trans- because transfer. Because over here no, on transfer. Netflix, let's talk about how this uh, transfer looks. Mm. Right, not the best. Okay. Uh, okay. 
It's how I remember it, but the last time I saw this was on like VHS or DVD. I was actually going to tell people that. I was like, this is not a movie. I talk about how I view movies lots of times, and this is not a movie that requires any special viewing. Uh, I think it actually works the best on like a 13 or 19 inch old tube TV. Uh, (laughs) I think that is actually where it shines the best. How much can you get one of those for on Amazon? Right. It's a good question. It's a good question. I just Randy, you had I, out of your I just phone. can't I can't imagine that the version on Netflix that I saw is ideal. I mm-hmm. I can't imagine right. that Sam mm-hmm. Raimi likes how the upresing has caused uh, so much digital graininess yeah, that it's grainy. almost yeah. that is almost a now for me at least as a viewer that's a part of the movie yeah. the 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 digital graininess actually mm-hmm. it felt to me almost like the movie had somehow been I don't know, like projected from film and then shot with a digital camera. Like it was originally 35 mil, right? I think well, that's, and, that's, that's uh, what I was yeah, wondering. I thought it was like eight or 16 or something. Not, not right. No, 35 millimeter. Thanks to um, Bruce Campbell putting up uh, yeah, producer putting money. his producer money, but also putting up like his family home as collateral yeah. for a loan to make it, to make it official to like make it 35 millimeter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's uh it, the, um, all the backdrop stuff with Bruce Campbell was. So you're welcome, it, Bruce. That page that, back just a little bit. Yeah, that, yeah. Does, that varies from the, uh, it varies from the trivia I read. I, oh, I oh, read I, trivia. There's this there's this website. Shut up, I, Randy. I liked I liked Ibbit's story. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, I want to hear the truth or not. I'm a listen. I want to hear the truth about what happened. What horrible thing did he do? Please. There's this website I like for for this particular subject. This is a very small, narrow subject. It's called shotonwhat.com. And the claim is that they used Aeroflex 16 millimeter cameras to two of them for the the initial photography for evil dead 1981 mm. um i i felt i felt like i was watching 16 millimeter film so i, mm. I mean that checks out mm. for me mm. but uh, like some of the best shots are of course the ones that are outside in daytime yeah right <laughs> you know because you have that you have lots of nice natural light and you don't have to drag great big spotlights out into the woods in order mm-hmm. to get your nighttime shots that was so weird to me it took me out of the movie like a woman in a in a robe is walking out into the woods at night and there's mm-hmm. really bright lights on her and i'm like where are those lights and why yeah. is this yeah. you know but like the the shot that initially impresses me in this movie is of the car going over the wooden bridge. That it, is great. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of amazed that they set up they set up a fake bridge somewhere and right. put a car on top of it, and they were able to set it up in a place where they could get way down below their fake bridge and get a shot of the car's tire breaking through. Right. Mm-hmm. That just uh, that to me, I was just like, I don't know how he did that. I, I, I was in budget. Like, I don't I, get yeah. It. I was contained to be impressed after that scene when uh, there's like, I don't know what equipment they used to track or trail behind the car as it was going some through some of these uh, this dirt road and in these woods. But it was just this amazing, just a little bit above the car. It was mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. a, a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And by the like way, Grand Theft Auto view. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of like it was yeah. kind of like that. And it was just it yeah. was just so beautiful. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, are they on some a farm equipment? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like a, like I was, I was like I, I wanted to figure it out, but it was uh, I didn't see any trivia. I love that. My favorite shot. piece of trivia was actually how they achieved some of the chase shots where uh, Cheryl's running through the woods and they've got this kind of fisheye lens going and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's chasing them? What are they actually using there? And I, it says it's Bruce Campbell pushing a dinghy. Now, mind you, that's a boat with no wheels. He's pushing like a freaking fishing boat style dinghy thing through the forest. Nice. Oh, no, no. I thought that was just over the water, like in the in the scene oh. at the very beginning where you're kind of hovering over the water towards the cabin. Oh, I thought it was the um, whole time they were running, like... How do they transition to But I'll bet you it's Bruce Campbell pushing. Yes, he says the opening (laughs) sequence of the evil moving over the pond was achieved by having Bruce Campbell push Sam Raimi in a dinghy. uh, Right. At any any rate, uh, you know, this is. I just love that they're using Bruce Campbell to push it. Right, right. Exactly. We're going to bring many people with him to make that film, right? It's (laughs) out in the middle of nowhere. So everybody's got to. Everybody's got to step up. This is independent filmmaking at its best. And it's always fun to see. One of the things that always blows my mind about independent films is usually the cinematography because you have to do some very unique things with your camera because you don't have the equipment and the shots that you would get in just about you know every other movie when you have the proper money and equipment yeah, to do yeah. it the easy way yeah and so innovation no uh, I love what, that's what, what i love about this. it it feels scrappy and yeah. it's it's, it's easy so scrappy. To, it's gonna beat me up if you come to this movie without a mind of if you're just there for the like all right let's see how they pull off the actual like plot mm-hmm. and and effects and did i feel emotional and did it freak me out or you know if you're going just for that this movie might disappoint you all these years later maybe a little i don't know i still think it's pretty over yeah. the top and amazing but the the it what what gets me in this movie is just the back of my head's always going oh my gosh how did they pull that off oh wow. right how did, how yeah, did they on the budget on the shoestring that? budget yeah apparently all the crew lived in that cabin during filming and oh gosh, multiple dude. people in different rooms and stuff like <laughs> sleeping practically on top of each other. And how, how big do we think the cabin is? I spent the oh, whole movie little trying to understand the layout of the cabin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little yeah. crazy. Cause part of me was like, well, did they film this in two different places, three different places? And the truth is no. I mean, according to everything I can find, it's all filmed in this cabin, but the cabin had a way mm-hmm. of feeling like an endless place shifting, and a tiny changing. place. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that basement felt gigantic and mm-hmm. that door is so hey. you know, important to the whole thing. But then other times I'm like, it's like four walls and a door. It's just tiny. I've, I've had some <laughs> look for that cabin. That cellar was amazing. And by the way, if you have a cellar with a, another room attached, don't go in there. No. no. Oh my yeah. gosh. There's, don't go in there. Cellar is scary enough without an additional cellar closet or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. down there. Now that's a scary movie. They didn't yeah, it's say, like having a red room within your red room. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's in the closet in the cellar? I don't want to know. I just have to, I can't let go of this complaint. They, they give they give Ash a this old timey lantern. Yeah. And uh it's burning way too high. It's weird how it's all smoky and stuff. Yeah. Like that's not gonna give you any light. And he's walking down into the cellar for the first time, and they gave him a lantern because it's dark down there. But then as he's coming down the steps into it, and we're now the, now set up to see him from the perspective of the inside of the cellar, there's a mm. really bright light on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like, right. Why does he have that lantern? Yeah. I don't understand now. Well, like I, kind of, I actually kind of liked um, – if, if you didn't focus on the fact – what you know where the light was coming from it just focused on the faces and how the lights were 
playing tricks on how the how the faces were lit. I, I just focused in on that and it, it made it feel like a scary movie. Like you would have like a flashlight, you know, like mm-hmm. you would just like being outside and putting the flashlight up to your face. And yeah. it kind of had that feeling for like me. Cheryl's so just, running through the woods and she's got some, what probably were car lights or something going off to the side. Right. And you're getting all the, um, you know, the smoke and mist in between. So it was like really accentuating the light, but it worked somehow. I don't know why yeah, there's something yeah. about it that just seemed right added to the weirdness when he drug uh, his girlfriend out and put her in the dirt for the first time <laughs> there she had kind of a spotlight on her yeah and yeah, it was yeah. weird it really weirded me yeah. out like the the movie yeah. has a way of even though i know everything's just like shoestrings and and bamboo like it's not great effects or anything <laughs> it still is really disconcerting like there's just a lot yeah. of stuff it's like oh that's an and unsettling I think that's thing. what you got to do right if you're going to you know you have to put light on a scene and you can either try and be as subtle as possible and have it be noticeable like, oh, okay, they're trying to be subtle with the light or have it be kind of outrageous and otherworldly because, all right, it's we're looking at demons here. We're dealing with them. Yeah, yeah. Kind of all, all realism is out Ooh, the window. Ooh, they got a dead light. Ooh. Right, exactly. Like a demon light. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But even yeah. like, you know, like when they were cutting bodies up or those bodies were decomposing at the end, they had the cool stop motion and all that, which was super rad, by the way. <laughs> like that was some yeah. metal freaking stop motion. It, was, it, was, uh, I feel, it felt like I was watching the Sledgehammer video by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. 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 It was weird. But uh, now there, there's some of those like the guts they were saying in the trivia was like it's creamed corn and it's uh oh it was absolutely creamed corn yeah, i mean yeah, that was the yeah, corn part yeah. yeah that was so creamed corn is like is that what they refuse to eat the cat <laughs> is like nope we're not eating that well it's a prop yeah so <laughs> we just found this in the cabinets in this abandoned right. cabin let's yeah. use it and all that now, white stuff they were trying to make look like pus or whatever that was just 2% oh yeah milk and was like was all weird. right so cheryl played by ellen sandweiss who uh who has been in the first and it's been in several of the evil dead movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, I, I didn't, I didn't think I, I didn't realize how much I loved Cheryl's character. She's almost like the crypt keeper in this is she's kind of like the observer for most of what's going on. And just mm-hmm. this antagonist <laughs> who is just I know, an observer with her little, a little floor seat. You know, yeah. I mean, the floor, you're <laughs> through the floor. Like you absolutely. And you know, it's ridiculous because you're like, Oh my God, I would just tighten those chains down. There's just no way I would have yeah. that thing peering yeah. out at me the, the whole time I'm trying to do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, but I she just needed really another lock that. to tighten those chains, right? Because you can't, yeah, you're not going to yeah. unlock them to pull them tighter. Right. Right. You got like, no, I'm going to use another lock to tighten them. <laughs> Yeah, she was something, yeah. and I, I forgot how much of the time of the movie she was in that little hole. I remember that hole the most. That's the most prominent memory I have of the movie. But yeah, I didn't yeah. remember her being in there all that time and heckling and laughing and looking at him and mm-hmm. all that. She, I mean, that was just fun. Yeah, she definitely has to carry a lot of the acting of the movie. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, like for sure. even even go, go, coming back to her for no reason, wandering out into the woods and getting raped by the vines. Yeah. Like she, she has to act it's just by, she's by herself. She's just mm-hmm. standing out mm-hmm. in front of the camera doing this work. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell gets to do some acting, but a lot of it is he, he has to not flinch or touch his face or sh- shake off yeah. the, the <laughs> red glue that they've put all over him. <laughs> And like it, it was kind of amazing to me because I was like, uh, when you first see Bruce Campbell, I'm like, oh look, a young Jim Carrey, and I'm like, mm. wow, 
a young Jim Carrey. What's happening right now? I yeah. that's not Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's right. like it's, it's so like different. an actor. It's like a young actor actually, instead of the I don't know caricature person you know that we now know he's become yeah yeah the guy we know now and i love the guy we know now like i love i loved his the whole run on burn notice was fantastic and i loved his whole thing on that but it's so different like he's a skinny you know nerd in this right and And he's he's not that he's He's swarthy and older and bigger now and i don't know it's just weird he has this he he definitely acts with his eyes and it's real easy to overact with your eyes when you have fairly large eyes, which he can do. But I really did. I believe a lot of times that Bruce Campbell, I believe the emotion behind the eyes. Most of the time I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he's, he's contemplating. You can, you can really get a performance just from watching him stare off somewhere for a minute. He has eyes. I agree. And there, when he's terrified, you're like, Oh yeah, he's freaking terrified. And then he's, when he's right thinks he's going crazy you're like oh yeah you're going crazy like totally nails the the thing with his eyes he speaks he acts with his eyes for sure because he's not yeah, a great ultimately actor. His, his job in this movie is to wear a face full of red glue right and he does it really really well like it's i was surprised i've never seen this i didn't know what to expect coming into it i was really surprised at how well bruce campbell holds up this movie along alongside like i say ellen sandweiss who has to do so much uh Right. So, <laughs> much screaming. so much squealing and screaming and moaning yeah. and even so though much. half the time that was sam raimi or his brother ted in that suit in that face like there was a lot of oh, swapping out this going is, on this is a yeah that bit of the trivia is it is what took me down this weird uh three stooges trip that i took after i watched this film uh, and that's because there's a whole slew of fake shimps uh, is 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 mm-hmm. is placed in in the IMDb. If you ever see it, you're like, <laughs> what the crap term. is a yeah. fake shimp? Yeah. And it, it refers yeah. to a, a time when Shimp, who was the one of the Three Stooges uh, back in the day, when he passed away, but they still had a contractual obligation to finish a few more films. Yeah. And so they used these different actors that you would shoot from the backside that you couldn't really see his face, and it was a fake Shimp. Yeah. And uh, but it was this whole. I didn't. I didn't realize I. Wanted to know so much about the Three Stooges because you know, I, I I pretty much was after that time, and so I didn't think most of the slapstick they did was. I enjoyed it when I was really small, but it didn't take me long to grow out of it. Yeah, same. And I haven't really. I kind of put it in my rear view and said, "Nah, I'm never going to watch the Three Stooges again." But <laughs> yeah, it was like, interesting. Yeah, there, but that's an. I didn't know about that fake shimp thing. That's actually pretty great. Yeah. There's some. I do it's have some. Cool. We talked a lot about this trivia but i have some scrutiny to do scrutiny. there's this bit here i have some concerns about uh it says the original script called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they're listening to the tape for the first time it says here the actors decided to try this for real and the entire scene had to be shot re- later because they were uncontrollable with their behavior because they couldn't do it yeah 100 believe that's true all right i don't know yeah. it just felt weird to me but I, i'll go i'll go with your take i it just seemed like an odd thing to say it was uncontrollable behavior yeah. the way that was <laughs> Oh my God, Bruce Campbell smoking. Oh my God, it would just be outrageous, amazing, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, that Randy mentioned it briefly, but the blood effect on uh, Bruce Campbell when he gets just soaked in it. I'm going to just say, You're soaking I, think, in it. I think that's some of the best looking blood of the era. Like everyone else's yeah. blood of the time. Did you see in the trivia like, what, what it was made from? Yeah, it says carol syrup, non-dairy creamer, and red food coloring. So non-dairy like, creamer is the key, right? Because you always hear like, okay, carol syrup and food coloring because it, mm-hmm. but blood isn't quite as transparent as 
as carol right. syrup on right. its own right right um, right so adding that that milky substance to kind of make it a little bit opaque is, yeah. is brilliant it's really Didn't he also good. say put some coffee grounds in there as well wasn't oh, that maybe. kind of like well his hands like the, the way his hands were all grimy with blood and stuff like mm-hmm. that looked like it was right. maybe achieved with something like that but I just have to say, like, especially given the budget, given that these guys are all like 20 years old, they're all making their little freaking punk rock movie, horror movie. Mm-hmm. They made the some of the best blood you're going to find in 19, let's say 70 through 88. There was a rough time for blood effects. Blood effects just didn't look right in most movies, especially right. horror movies. Yeah. It was too yeah. red. It was too translucent. It was too whatever. This looked like freaking blood. And it was right. great. So I'm just saying. Hats you ever watch? Off. Uh, you ever watch any of the kung fu movies during uh, during that period that were edited to uh, they they made it look like water instead of blood? No. I don't know exactly how they did it. But yeah, I've seen a lot of those. Uh, I've seen a few like Bruce Lee films that were edited in some form or fashion so that it, it was just like water. It wasn't even red. So it wasn't even it was red. Weird. weird. That is no, weird. It's weird. I, That's like I Mortal Kombat. I can't let Kombat. go of the, what I consider the best part of that piece of trivia, so I'm just going to recall no. it. All right. Uh, this, the, the syrup mixture for the blood yeah. uh, allegedly you know, soaked into Bruce Campbell's shirt, yeah. and he – uh, you know, he took the shirt off at some point, left it by a fire to dry. The blood mixture dried and solidified. And then when he went to put the shirt on, the shirt broke. Yeah, it's it's shattered. shattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I That's want that. What happens you put the K-Row syrup in there. Yeah. Kind of like how, like, when the doctor cuts Candy. part of the cast off and uh, then they kind of just break the, the rest <laughs> yeah. of it off. That's yeah. what they kind of visualize with that. I want that on film. That would have been great. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a comedic moment uh, that I don't know if it was intentionally to be funny, but there's a moment when Cheryl finally gets out and Bruce is trying to uh, barricade the doors, but it's he's trying to barricade the front door, which is right next to like a six foot tall window that's already been broken. <laughs> and I'm like he's dragging that that heavy cast iron yeah, foot table. And um, yeah, and he's yeah. dragging it in front of the window to the door. And I'm like, surely that was intentional humor. <laughs> surely. I don't know. Maybe they were just running or just an oversight. Yeah, I don't know because good. I didn't think of it until you just brought it up. That's hilarious. Right, yeah, the window right. was totally broken out right there. Yeah, it's, 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 come on. Yeah, come it could have been comedic. Who knows? Like Sam Raimi right. was one. But of it those also dudes. could be a limitation of our minds because a lots of times we do that. Like I'll go lock my back door and I'm like, well, I feel much safer now. Not even thinking as I walk past, you know, little thin panes of glass that mm-hmm. someone actually wanted to get in. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Now, if I was willing for them to make noise, that's one thing. But if they're already making noise and they don't care about that, right, psh, right. Yeah. Well, think of this. The, film, the film's budget, which may have contributed to the weirdness that you're talking about, was an estimated 350 grand, like we said before, right around there. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi later made Spider-Man 3, which we've done on this show, 2007, for $350 million. Oh, wow. Oh. Which, at the time, was the most expensive motion picture ever produced. That's been beat since then. But, uh, but yeah, like... Uh, I ran... A- uh- Add, I ran three, the, add three zeros and <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah. I ran the 1981 value through the inflation calculator. And in 2020, that's worth $1.00 million. Oh. Which, which, so this gives us an easy calculation. He could have made uh, Spider-Man 3 yeah. or 350 of these. Yeah. <laughs> 
There you go. More That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, which one was worse? Had a worse effect on the genre that it was made for. <laughs> oh, that's a tough answer. I don't know, boy. Oh, <laughs> see now here's that's an interesting point. I'm going to argue. I think that the I think the Evil Dead is a better film than Spider Man oh, Three. Yeah, by no, dollar, by I, dollar, absolute. Yeah, yeah for sure. Better for per dollar value. Per dollar, you, right? Yeah, than you got for mm-hmm. the other thing, and it basically ended his his Spider Man superhero run thing. And what has he done lately? Not that, not that I'm not saying he's done, but what has he done since? An then? episode was, of the Chef Show. No, he did something else though. He, oh no, he was going to do Warcraft. That got canceled. So uh, what's his name uh, did instead? Um, oh, what's the? It's like Drag Me to Hell or something like that. And it was supposed to be. Oh a yeah, return. Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, supposed to be a, a grand return to the roots of of what made right him. because they, in 2013 he didn't direct, but he was involved with the reboot of the evil dead and then he went on to drag me to hell right okay was, so the reboot he was involved with then the tv show ash versus the evil dead which is right quite, right quite good by the way people miss that and they should watch it, that that's it's on great. hbo max right now right yeah it's very good i think it is or no wait is it max it's somewhere it's streaming it somewhere i just saw does he does he show no, back it's, up I, it's the first Netflix, episode though, not having any idea what happened before no this is all because he's old right this is just in the last couple of years so yeah. mm-hmm. It's like no. I mean, that's the joke: is that he shows back up to the cabin, not oh. having any idea everything that's happened <laughs> right, up until right, this right. point. What's this place? I've never <laughs> that was been my here joke, before. Scott. Oh, there's, a, there's a tape recorder down here. Let's listen to it. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, Drag Me to Hell oh. was after. Um, let's see, Drag Me to Hell, Drag Me to Hell. I'm trying to find. That's it. Um, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, this is all producer stuff. Sorry. Okay, hold on. Uh, just Spider Man Three. Oh yeah, Drag Me to Hell was after Spider Man Three. It was two years later. And I remember thinking, oh, all right, we're back in it. We're good. But then he made Oz the Great and Powerful, and that was bad. Hey, hey. No. Hey, hey, hey. It was a bad movie. Hey, no, it was not bad. He's making a movie right now called World War III. I enjoyed Oz. Okay. Oh, and he's doing, I forgot. He's the. the Yeah, it is. I I forgot the new um, Doctor Strange is him. He's doing that. Right. He's directing the the second Doctor Strange Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Right. And uh, this is very exciting to me because. Uh, for one, uh, what's her name? The the younger Olsen sister, uh, wow. Scarlet Witch, is yeah. is confirmed, which means that she's definitely surviving WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, of course she is, right? <laughs> she's Scarlet Witch. Did yeah. you guys see the trailer for that yet? Yes. The trailer trailer. Looks great. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, we I think we just talked about this last week. Chiwetel Ejiofor is is in this. Yeah. He's going to be playing Mordo, Baron Mordo. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that is just awesome to me because he in the movie Serenity makes the best bad guy that ever. No, he's the best. He is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite Mm -hmm. actors because of Serenity. He's so great in that. Oh my gosh. Let's watch Serenity, you guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I love the idea of Sam Raimi handling Doctor Strange too. I I, seriously like I'm all in. That feels like, feels like a good fit, doesn't it? It does to me. It totally does. Um, Yeah. It would, I would have. I mean, I was interested in his take on Warcraft, but I, and I don't know how that all fell apart or what happened, but it would have been an interesting, eh. an interesting right. take, I guess. I don't know. That, that whole thing needs a series, and it needs a you know, it needs HBO or, or Netflix to belly up a bunch of money for a long running series. So it's probably never going to be a great movie anyway. But I want to, oh. I want to know what Sam Raimi would have done with the material. Right, right. Well, awesome. I'll tell you what he did in this film. Yeah, with uh, he he. He was just surrounded by it's it's really always weird to me that talent pools together like this. But uh the special effects guy who's 
he did just an amazing thing when uh, when the book of the dead is being burnt and the the decomposition the quick decomposition stop motion stuff mm-hmm. that is going on yeah, I love that. it is just some of the the best early 80s practical effects is just it's just, it's really effective yeah. it's really it effective. is really good yeah uh i mean it, and it's and it's jarring because it has hadn't been used much in the movie before mm-hmm. so right. you're seeing this stuff like oh god it's all sort of creepy stop motion and uh, it's just the 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 way it's filmed and very choppy stop motion mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. jarring as well yeah especially when it first starts the girl isn't just falling apart immediately she's just kind right. of twitching twitching and, and it was going, really weird yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. weird yeah really weird and the and the in the sound the special effects the the uh the foley work they were using during that time and just this discordant kind of music notes it wasn't even really music it was just mm-hmm. there was something really interesting going on there and i don't know if it all happened in the editing room or if it was even planned at all but it was it was fantastic by the way the cohen corn brothers were involved with the editing yeah well joel i thought cohen, i saw that in the trivia yeah, yeah. joel joel cohen in particular uh i don't think ethan had anything to do with it but he was an assistant editor on the film so he's in the credits says it was one of his earliest professional jobs he and his brother ethan would be producing blood simple three years later uh, in preparation to get funding for that film, the Coens enlisted the help of their friends, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, to help them. And they happily did so. Campbell and Raimi also starred in a short film based on scenes of Blood Simple for the Coens to show to potential investors, which proved successful. And, of course, the rest is history. And, by the way, Blood Simple is still an amazing freaking film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Right. So good. So, so in the in the order of... You know, all the slasher films. This is very early on, right? Early 80s for like what what became the genre of slasher films. So is this one early enough that we can kind of forgive the, oh, look, the thing you thought was dead is now alive again. Oh, look. All the tropes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, but is this early enough that we can't say, oh, my God, you know, saw so many movies. Like so this. you. This was before all those movies came out. I mean, I, I feel like it would had been around a good bit that that final jump scare especially by 81 when this was uh yeah you're talking the final yeah. jump scare with the thing running through the house or the final jump scare with the hand coming through the hand the, the uh uh ground running through the, the house the, the barrier well, yeah, okay. No, okay there's two different well, okay uh how about i don't know <laughs> Pick <laughs> one of these surprise final endings. Right. why don't you just Either tell me one, a surprise final <laughs> ending right <laughs> I, don't think- I love i love the the, the kramer movie phone comes up so often and I, I love that i just love it's that it's one of my favorite things ever it applies to so yeah. much stuff but but okay so so we can say this but I, honestly you can go back to some pretty cheesy b-movie stuff in the 50s and say oh there it is oh there it is oh there well, it is. even like, even hey. 70s right like do we have a lot of horror films in the 70s where they just keep coming back like uh, I think so. Carrie was in the yeah. It was called right? uh, "They Came Back," right? That's the whole film. <laughs> There's probably one that was called "They Come." Sometimes they come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I'm but saying. I mean, is I think it's Carrie, as old you get as the hand reaching through the grave, and, and I think it's right. as old as film itself. I really don't think it's ever. I think that's a long running. If you do a horror movie or anything with something yeah. scary in it, they don't just die. Something comes well, back. And, and I'm willing to say, okay, you know, the, the the coming back once is one thing. The coming back, right, right. You know, a second. He, he kills all those core. deadites, uh, right? Maybe a total of twelve or thirteen times, and they just keep coming back. Yeah, well, that's because he's uh, that. That was actually one of the things that I was trying to figure out if I was annoyed at the movie or not about, and that's the fact that you know all he really had to do is destroy the book. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, well, it, apparently it, it, not. Right. Because right, the, right. They destroy the book, it's, but it's still, yeah. yeah, it still comes through the house. Together. Exactly. So I'm like, so why did they die? Why did those deadites die? But then mm-hmm. I guess the spirit retreated. Well, and then, it, goes, it goes back to my haunted house rules are broken. Every movie d- doesn't mm-hmm. even this doesn't live up to its own rules. Doesn't follow its own. Right. No. Yeah. So whatever you're haunt, it's always ghosts too in possession and stuff. It's always that. Mm-hmm. And they don't live up to whatever rules they set. And the rule they set was, there were a couple of them. One on the tape was, I need to uh, dismember the person to make it happen. And so later Mm -hmm. that happened with one of the girls. She got completely dismembered and then she stopped being a psycho. Um, and, it, and he was going to go do the same thing with his girlfriend, but couldn't bring himself to do it with that chainsaw. Because of that darn necklace. The, the darn magnifying glass necklace. I was yeah. saying, Santina, yeah. if I got you a little magnifying glass on a necklace, would you take that as a sign that I love you or a sign that if you're getting old and your sight's getting bad, you might need this <laughs> or, to read the, the or, crosswords? Or, or was it, hey, we're getting together tonight. You might need this. This yeah, is our first night. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was a wow. really... <laughs> That, that was a really memorable scene deep for cut. me. That's very deep cut. That's very good. Yeah. Because I just I can't believe that they that they took the time in this movie to have these two actors do some acting around, uh, you know, pretending to be asleep, and she's looking oh, at his God. Eye yeah. coming back. Like that was just really memorable for me because it like it took me it took me away from my concerns that you know a demon yeah. was about to drop from the ceiling. And that's like what you have to do in these movies. You have to keep resetting expectations, even even this early in the movie. You know what I mean? Because like there had already mm-hmm. been a couple of serious jump scares at this point. Yeah. It was memorable, and it went on just a little too long. It, oh, it like did. It long. was. It was an interesting. <laughs> I, I felt like it was an interesting commentary. I think he was trying to say something about you know how this fake scare of anticipation could be like a. a, a like like a micro section of what horror can be. So I was, I thought um, it was interesting the way he was shooting the really close up shots of the eyes and yeah, which I was really though. I was also like, was come on, close up some eyes. Yeah. Let's just let's just get it over with. The anticipation isn't there. It's mostly just humorous. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I had a note in here <clears throat> celebrating the moment I liked a lot, which was the blood pouring into the light. And the oh blood yeah, that's a fantastic yeah. looking. They yeah. come yeah. out of the Look light fantastic. sockets, which is really call your electrician. That is not right to have that happen. <sighs> right, but, right. Um, yeah. And then they had that weird old timey music playing on the freaking thing. I love that discordance. Ooh, that's a great that, scene. I love that, that needle too, boy. I mean, that was old school metal needle on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, vinyl that looks but dangerous. Love, okay, yeah. I loved the fact that it was kind of jaunty, old timing music. That was so great. It, and boy, talk about it! May have just been the fact that Scott and I had just played a bunch of Jackbox murder mystery online, <laughs> yeah. but it felt like that music you hear as you're going through the the hallways where the the record is slightly warped, and you get like every once in a while a discordant, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> You know, it's interesting to me as as an artist and watching my own personal creations from when I was young to when I'm older. And when I was young, I got a lot of things right unintentionally and may have not even been aware of what I was actually doing. I'm more I'm much more intentional in my artwork now. So when I hear somebody critique something now, I can generally go, oh, they're critiquing this and that was not my intention, but it's fine. It's art is supposed to be interpreted. Whereas when I look at things I did when I was in my twenties, 
Yeah. I'm like, it may be just as compelling to a viewer as something I do now, but my intentions were just accidental. Well, right. But and also so, there's a chaos to it, right? Like there's a, right. There's a, and you're working so fast yeah. too, because your, your mind is thinking so fast mm-hmm. then, and you're learning new things and you're putting them out immediately. And I'm, I wonder what Ramey thinks when people talk about this, this early well, work. I mean, look at it did. this way. Like look what he can do with no money and four of his friends and his brother and a couple of ladies and then some a couple of ladies, if you know what I mean. Look what he can pull off. <laughs> I can off. almost hear Randy's Twitter post. <laughs> 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 we can pull, he can, look what he can pull off with that limited set of tools mm-hmm. and with right. such energy and gusto and just no holds barred, go for broke kind of attitude. And then give him $350 million and a gigantic cast, gigantic crew, gigantic infrastructure of sort of red tape Hollywood, whatever. And then you get spider-man 3 and it's and you can feel that it's that it's not the same you can't you don't have the same sort of create creative flow it's just not possible and i and i and there's something i really like about that and also something makes me really sad about that because the bigger the bigger the infrastructure gets the bigger that lattice work gets the more complicated and the less the less the creative flow happens you know right i I don't know it's to me it's such a no because you you do you become you start going no, I can't do that as you yeah. get older because you've failed enough times that you said, no, I can't do that. 20 year old Sam Raimi had nothing, anything. but I can, yeah. I can, I can, and I'm going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I just want to subvert that a little bit, like turn it inside out. There is really not a lot of movie here. Like there, it is a really short story. This, this oh, movie, yeah, like of course. It, it is as, as, you know, like I can, I can explain the entire script in one sentence and that, I mean, that gives you a lot of room to, to do things like, like I say, like the, the car going over the wooden bridge stuff, right? Like it's, it really like opens you up, but you don't have to storyboard a movie like this in advance <laughs> right. to make it happen. No. Like you can, no. you can imagine a lot of their, like uh, a lot of their shooting was coming together in, at at eight in the morning and saying, right. okay, so what today we we're yeah. going to do this and this and not really having a grand plan that you have to. Right. But I think that's why that I like helps it because there's no, there's just such a limited, yeah. um, how do I keep it? There's a purity to it. Like, <laughs> and part of that is keeping things simple, right? You keep it simple. Yeah. It comes out yeah. pure. The, people always rip me for constantly bringing up Fury Road, but one of the reasons I love Fury Road is there's a purity to its purpose, and that's a big multi-million dollar, many million dollar production. So you know, it kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about things getting too big. But in that particular case, keeping it simple, what's our story? It's a very simple yeah. one. What uh-huh. are our characters doing? Very simple motivations. What is this world about? We'll let the audience fill it in with their own imagination. We'll do enough that they'll be able to fill it in. And then you end up with something that's way better than if, than if they overthought it or tried to overstory it. There, that's right. the reason that's great, and the reason that something stop like, overstorying. Yeah. yeah, like just go, just like freaking go for it. Make the thing there's a flowing out of you. So yeah, Sam Raimi had to make this movie, right? He had to get it out. He had to mm-hmm. go day to day. He couldn't stop and you know and, and torture himself with oh no, we got to reshoot that scene because there's one scene. 
Oh, okay. There's many scenes, but the, the, <laughs> the thing that went ahead and set me up from the get go was the, the coming, the, the driving out to the wood yeah. when they're all in the car and I'm trying to figure, I'm like, why is Bruce Campbell sitting in the back? If it's his car, I guess they decided that Scott was driving and, but didn't fit the story. And I'm like, what did he call? I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. F that guy, by there's, the way. he's a dick. There's a, uh, there's scenes on the inside. Uh, and there's this buildup of where they're going down the road and there's a truck coming the other direction. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're waiting for this collision. And so it's, it's increasing in, in, you know, in, in momentum over, you know, each shot. And you keep seeing, all the, you keep seeing everybody in the car, the windows are clearly up. I mean, the windows mm-hmm. are clearly up on the car on the inside shots. But then when the collision almost happens, they they switch to the outside and Bruce Campbell has his head All stuck the out the back window, yeah. leaning up, ah, you know, just screaming. And I'm like, that's yeah. impossible because he's supposed to be in the car. The windows are all up. And then the next scene, the windows are still up. And it's just but, you know, when you when you film make, you would usually go, OK, we, we can't do that. That's silly. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But it's just like here. It's just like whatever. Rolling with it. It's funny. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. But that doesn't and fit it, in with the tone of the horror. Go ahead. And it did yeah. a great job of making me completely forget that that happened until you just brought up like, oh, yeah, that's right. I almost wrote that down because it's right before also, you know, you see um, the two couples talking back and forth in the car. And then the camera pans a little bit left and you finally see Cheryl. And it feel like, yeah, yeah. Was that like, Where are like you a been? surprise reveal? Like, wait, right. who's, like, <laughs> yeah, who's that kid? Like, I didn't know she I was. I mean, there were two people in the back seat and now there are three. I didn't Did know she was. Did they even address that Cheryl was? I mean, I know that that's. His sister, his sister but was that yeah. even a was that even addressed during Something the film? Else, I, yeah. I was, it seemed to be because I had to I had to look it up to find out when I was writing my intros. Thinking, okay, well, right. who is Cheryl? Like, is she yeah. just a random friend that they brought? And no, okay, right. she's a sister. But I don't think it was ever mentioned in the movie. Yeah, not even say it. I don't think I think yeah. I read it too. But in my head, I thought I heard it, but I think you're right. I think it's just not stated. It's just not, weird, yeah, because I couldn't remember because I knew it, and I was like, "Wait, did I miss the scene where you know he talks about it?" And you know, there's so, some that's a weird thing to omit, right? Like it's a strange thing to not say. The, the, yeah, cause, yeah. Because otherwise, what are you doing with the three ladies? And why is the one that would have been made? A lot I know. More sense why? Say, why do you have three ladies and two guys in your hookup film? Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> we weird. need to know. Yeah, the math ain't working out. Yeah. It's always even numbers in slasher films. What are you doing? That's right. (laughs) Unless somebody just broke up. And that's what I kept waiting for. I'm like, (laughs) oh, but we got to bring Cheryl because, oh, there's boyfriend just broke up and she just needs to get away. And it's like, no, don't bring her. She's a wet blanket. And I wanted to get lucky this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. The first thing I would have done is, is run out and show you guys my square rip into my paper sketch I did. That's what I would have done if I was her. Because yeah. I would have been like, I didn't do this on purpose. Something's going on. That would have been the first Something's thing out of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, what uh, what's it called? Destroyed when... my Apple Pencil, by the way. Right. right. <laughs> what's it called when something, when when your hand is possessed like that? What is there's a word? Oh, um, automatic. Possessed hand. Possessed hand. We're going with possessed hand. There's actually a real word for it, but I can't There is, right yeah, now. right. Guided by unseen forces kind of thing. Right. There's, there's a, a whole though, horror movie yes. about it right. where that hockey player. Or no, what was the deal? Somebody got an arm transplant, and it was like a serial killer's arm. 
Oh, oh nice. Is that, is that shocker or uh... Uh, yeah, I was about to say shocker, but I don't think it was shocker because uh, or was it? I don't know. I can't remember. To see it. We need to do that at some or point. the hand or something like that. I know there's something. It's like the hand. Is it just because like the a hand, that, hand that the hand that kills? I don't but know, why? Right? Why are we both thinking shocker? Was there something to shocker? That's a really weird because shocker's with us. It was his face, and he actually yeah. they try to kill him, and like he comes him. back, and yeah. Yeah, deputy oh, or uh, department agent Skinner, department agent Skinner. Yeah. I want to watch that according, again. According to That's Wikipedia, uh-huh. uh, automatic writing is also called psychography. Oh, and okay. that is that is when you are unconscious and a supernatural source takes uh, possession of your hand and kind of like a Ouija board or not really because that's more. God, so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! By the way, I just noticed. I'm looking around for this and I bumped into Ellen Sandwich or however you say her name, Sandwise. Sandwise. <laughs> uh, that's that's why there were five of them. Yes. They were going to make an Ellen Sandwich. She's in the. Um, oh, wow. She's in anything, Bruce. Oh, he, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There's a whole, uh, not documentary, but like a YouTube thing about her. And she's like one of one of these scream queens like that's been in. A bazillion horror but she, it's yeah, almost but, like but Bruce Campbell, Ellen, and uh, and Sam Raimi all kind of they teamed up pretty good, right? Bit. But it feels yeah. like she's a stalker or something because she's in like My Name Is Bruce. She's in uh, right the no, just good friends. Are they they okay. grew up together, I think. Right? Did Isn't they? that the deal? All right, maybe they did. They're all look. They're all good now. I like these people. I'm not complaining mm-hmm. at all. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fine. Uh, what but, about Richard de Manacor? Oh, Scott. Is that Scotty? I freaking hate that yeah. guy. Gosh dang it, what a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's one of these. You know, he's always an a-hole who wants to scare everybody mm-hmm. and act like everything's fine and then go downstairs and then terrify people and, you know, just be a jerk yeah. until he's dead because you know he's going <laughs> to die. He's, it's funny because usually in these slasher films, everybody who dies is getting their comeuppance for being a jerk right. earlier in the film or something, or doing something, or doing, something bad. doing yeah. something bad. And he's really our only jerk who kind of, I mean, he's not even the kind of like Johnny Lawrence kind of jerk. He's yeah. just kind of, uh, <laughs> let's screw the girls. Yeah. I think, I think he did a good job of just sitting there playing dead while Bruce. That was, was, yeah, that was a definite Saul moment. He did fantastic popping up there yeah. right at the right time. Yeah. Loved it. That was pretty good. But when he was forcing important, trying to pour water down his face, I'm just like, dude, Bruce Campbell, wake up. Dude. That guy's dead. He is not living. Stop talking. <laughs> Come on, to man. Him. Everything's going to be okay. It's the yeah. breaking moment in yeah. those films. It's like, it's, it's all right. We're, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, we're going to go home. Won't that be, be okay. nice to go home? It's going to be like, great. No, he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's dead. He's and dead. he'll, and he'll come back. He'll, he'll, Fight yeah. you, he'll be a evil thing. <sighs> deadite, yeah. <laughs> yeah evil deadite. deadite. <laughs> <laughs> but also this choice of making them all ashy and decrepit immediately. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting mm-hmm. take. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like oh my hovering God. Cheryl, like yeah. hovering Cheryl but in front of the window after uh yeah. identifying all the cards in the deck. The girlfriend was right, slower right. to do it, and I don't know if that was because it was lead poisoning or what the deal was, but she was just more giggly and had blue oh, veins. But she was fantastic when they she when was great. I forgot about that. That where you see the stuff spiral out, like from her on the on ankle. Her leg, that cool, so like cool. that yeah. cool stop motion special effect. I forgot that's where she got stabbed with the pencil. Yeah, yeah, that was, was so cool. That was supposed to be. 
I remember, and you know, maybe this was responsible for this because right around this part of my life, <laughs> I used to be terrified of lead poisoning for some reason from pencils. Oh, that's God. because our teachers were all oh, hitting yeah. us. At, Stop sticking that pencil in your arm. Right. We're <laughs> putting it in your mouth. Right. Quit right. sucking it in your pencil. Yeah. Right. Was your who was your teacher there, Brian Dunaway? That's There's an old man. <laughs> Old man forewarning. <laughs> Old man forewarning. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Mr. Foreshadowing, can I go to the bathroom? Headmaster foreshadowing. Yeah, that spreading ankle thing was, was just good animation. Uh, this film had a piece of animation that just blew my mind. And that is when... Uh, rape victim is going out into the woods and she's just walking out in the woods and there's a full moon up above her that is slowly becoming overcome by fog yeah right that moon looks so good yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just it's just plain everyday animation like that's a cartoon but they right. made it look so good yeah they did there's a scene when Cheryl and uh, Ash are leaving he's going to drive her home and uh they slowly shut the front door to the thing, and the <laughs> way the, the light, <laughs> the way the light is bleeding through there. It, and the trivia it says it's cigarette smoke is how they yeah. achieved it. But uh, either way, they create this sort of misty look of whatever's in the air. It's really, really good. Like you see that, right, and just go, right. oh my gosh! And all the while, there's this thing that Sam Raimi found that he thought was creepy, which was like some wind blowing through a windowsill. And he's, he's playing this through the whole movie. If there's ever a moment of any kind of quiet, there's this, right. oh, you know what? I'm just going to play it because I have it. And I, it's not even time for clips. I'm still going to play it. It sounds like this. Uh, oh, that's a scream. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I would notice that throughout uh, the film. Where is the... I can't find it. Nah, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. But that weird just... Mm-hmm. Thing. Right. It was actually another fake shimp. That was Bruce Campbell in the bathroom. And uh, just a little Foley work. <laughs> a little bathroom Foley work from Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. By the way, is that our fourth Bruce Campbell movie? Because we, okay, so we got uh, this, Evil Dead Bubba. 2, Bubba Hotep, yeah. and that, Spider Man uh, 3. Alien right? Encounters or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, One of our God. earliest film sack. So that's five. Wasn't they call me Bruce? What was it called? No, it was. It was no, it was that Brian thing? I, Brian's right. It was a sci-fi. One of those sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, what was it? Man's with beehives. 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 Giant alien beehives. If I remember. Correctly. Was it right. man? Was it right. mansquito? Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't mansquito? No, it was definitely not no, mansquito. It was alien encounters. It was some. It was some. It was really a normal name, name, right? Yeah. It was. It was an average run of the mill. Oh my gosh, I just cannot remember. Name. It. it was like two thousand. I mean, if there's a way to look at, uh, yeah, not alien encounters. If there's a way to look at film sack by date. It's got to be within our first twenty movies. Is it terminal? What? Inv- really? Terminal Maybe. invasion? Uh, that might. <laughs> yeah, might be. That sounds. That sounds right. <laughs> I can't. If find it ain't, it. it sounds right. If that's not uh, it, I don't know what it is because I can't find. Yep, it. there it is. Two thousand two science fiction television film directed by Sean Cunningham, starring Bruce Campbell and Chase Masterson. Uh, oh wow! All right. Yeah, oh, he was yeah, also in Chase t- Masterson. He was in the Time Cop movie as well. Still, even after that film. Right. Yeah, sure. He's in man, he's in a lot of shit. He's busy. Yeah. He is a busy dude. Yeah, look at all this stuff he's got going. You know, he's one of those guys where it's just like you, you he's he's like leading man material but off by just a little <laughs> yeah. bit and you're like, why was he never 
super successful. And it, it just goes to show you can be super charming and right on the cusp of being universally accepted, but something just doesn't hit. I mean, he's an attractive guy, right? I yeah. mean, he was always, he's, he's tall, attractive guy. He's got charisma, charm. He can deliver lines. Yeah. What, what stopped him? What, mm-hmm. yeah. what was it? Whatever it was, I'm glad for it. Cause I like this weird, I thing. love yeah, the fact yeah. that he is he is kind of like embraced. our guy. Yeah. He's yeah, our guy. He's, he's kind know? of embraced his like, all right, cheesy horror, that's my thing. I'm totally totally just not gonna do anything but this from now yeah. on. Oh, small role, but I loved him. And now it makes sense why he'd be in it because he knew Ethan Cohen, but um uh or Joel Cohen, whichever, but he was in he he had that bit part in uh Hudsucker Proxy. Where he was oh, like the right. reporter or something yeah. like that, or a cop, yeah. I can't remember. He was uh right. He was this fellow reporter with um what's her name who was Muncie like, Girl. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm from the Muncie Girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see <sighs> Bruce Campbell. He's great. He's like, ah, oh, you're really playing that rube for all he's worth, aren't you? You know. I yeah. I very much want to watch Army of Darkness. Surely that's Army of radar. Darkness is still my favorite of all of them. It's just and it may not be. It's been a while since I've seen it. And maybe because it's so over the top. Because, I mean, that's where we get stuff like talking about the boomstick. And he just really. Groovy. Yeah, just really lays into the, the whole thing. Well, when did he get yeah. the. Okay, so he got the. He attached the. The. Um, the, 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 the chainsaw. Chainsaw to his to arm the in the second movie, right? In two. Right, right. And then Army of Darkness being the third. He just has that now. Right. Oh, it's a, okay. A sardonic hardware store clerk is accidentally transported to 1300 AD, where he must retrieve the ne- uh, Necronomicon and battle an army of the dead so he can return home. I love this movie. Why aren't we watching right this movie? <laughs> I mean, I already love this movie, but I love yeah. it even more reading just a dumb one-liner about it. Oh, it's so good. Right. All right. One day, guys, we'll get we'll get to that. I have a gross moment. What would you guess would it be? Oh my gosh! Oh. It. It'd have to be something be mouth related. The, yeah, it can't be all the fake blood. Nope. Uh, cream corn related. Nope. Uh, it was definitely. <laughs> it was definitely corn. mouth related. So if it, it yeah, I, always right. There was a scene that I remember. There was some some mouth action going on, and I don't. Somebody was like, "Oh, she was licking the. Uh, she was licking the dagger. Was that it? The oh my gosh, you got uh, it. The first guess. My it, well yeah. done. Yeah, it, well done. it grossed me out, and I'm like, if that grossed me out. Oh, God doesn't stand a chance. I forgot to play. I, I play that. Gross. Yeah, that was the gross moment when she's just slowly, methodically mouth, mouth loving that knife. That, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really didn't like it. Partly not because of what she's doing, or that it would be blood, or that it's been stabbed, or that it's even a knife. It's the way she's doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's Something enjoying it a little. Just too much. really uncomfortable moment for me. So yes, looking yeah. the knife. And well done to her. The uh, the dagger, the ceremonial dagger. I couldn't mm-hmm. it, that that thing got used on several backs, and I, I kept thinking, well, maybe they're going to say that's how you kill them. But oh, no, it's by just, stabbing them in the back. Yeah, yeah well, dismemberment. It's one of the ways you can temporarily kill. Yeah, them it, it slows them down. Yeah, and it will bleed out of its mouth if you. Oh yeah, or out yeah, of its belly, cool. like all that gushing. Uh, Goo out of Scott's belly. Uh, oh, that was right. great. He pulled the knife dude. out of it. We pulled that out and just went. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was like the fly, flying ball thing. Oh, yeah. You talking about when Scott had the the the, the limb removed? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was awesome. Come flowing out. Now that was gross too. That was like oh. somebody's meatless chili, beanless. It was not good. <laughs> that was like beef broth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the stuff Kevin spilled on the office. It's that kind right. of chili. Just come pouring out of there. <laughs> saddest moment in tv history i almost cried oh dude i still it gives me anxiety just talking about that scene every time i think about kevin and that chili i just chili it's something about how he builds it up it's just a great moment in tv history yeah Uh, it's crazy well Uh, uh, saddest moment in tv history is uh fry's dog sorry oh yeah yeah Yeah, that that's that's up there that's up there that one's up there i can make this but that's cartoons man no listen let let me tell you a funny little story so my daughter carter she's always been super sort of sweet and sentimental about movies and you know sad endings and that kind of thing all i have to do is mention the fries dog thing all i have to do is say hey remember fries dog and she will tear up and then punch me in the arm she'll get like it's a little trick i get to play on her which is probably mean but i I kind of love this. It freaks her out. But yeah, it is. that is the saddest moment in television history. Animated. Totally is. Uh, all right. Got anything else for uh, clips? Anybody got any uh, big? Oh, my God. Big this... bangers. I do. I do want to. Any bangers? I just want to briefly return to something that you were leading up to, Scott, okay. which is if you're going to talk about tropes in this movie, you can't talk about tropes that this movie started like it needs to be tropes that this movie used that already existed and existed for a while and that's tough like they do they are in there right there's things like Mm -hmm. the blonde brunette redhead trope right like uh they've been around this movie is just doing what a lot of movies before it had done but a lot of it there's it's stuff that the movie started like you no one had done this you know certain things mm-hmm. until this movie came along well the one for me like, or the the like i agree the thing for me that's that makes it unique and it's not even so much his zoom shots or pov shots because i think if it's right about those as as kind of rainyisms but for me it's the all out just go all the way with your mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. ending bits yeah. like just as gory as you can as fast as you can as highfalutin as you can and just go bananas with it and that seemed new to me at the time, and I can't think of anything prior to it where it was quite like that. But since then, I can point to Rob Zombie movies and a number right. of other films that I can't think of at the moment. Mandy's another example, this weird new one, that newish one right. with uh, Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. Those, oh, Nick those, Cage. Oh, that's Mandy. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. What's those, the other one called? Those Brandy. movies. Brandy. Um, <laughs> There's no. one about there's Candy. one about a lady who gets kidnapped and horribly abused, and then there's three of them. It's like something my no anyway, and then she goes on a murderous revenge rampage. It kills everybody. Those all feel like uh, post Raimi things. Like you, right. they didn't exist before mm-hmm. this. So I yeah, there's there's something to that, and I you know whether that's a thing to admire or not. I guess it depends on your taste, but I I admire it. I think it's insane. Well, you know. And like, the, just take the ba- most basic trope here: the "our zombies are different" trope, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, zombies themselves only go back to 1968. Between 68 and 81, it's kind of the same thing. George Romero's just writing the thing, and that's what a zombie is. Yeah. And then this movie comes along; it's like, no, zombies this other thing entirely. And you suddenly you now have a trope: our zombies are different. And you, from then on, 
tons of stuff. Like every, every movie is trying to say our zombies are different. Yeah. Like even, even like two years after this Cujo comes along and the dog is a zombie. Yeah. It's like, you know, like this is like the trope coiner, uh, uh, for movies. And I'm, I'm really glad that we watched it. Cause I had no idea. Yeah. I'd never seen this. Oh, this is your first time. Really, I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Good. Good. That's great. I, it's one of my favorite, you know, go to Halloween things that a lot of people around me don't want to see. Like, um, Kim hates this movie. She doesn't want to watch no, it with me ever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't she know. She got a lot, a lot done on her jigsaw puzzle during uh, my watching of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. how she could have during some of the screamy scenes. So I'll play those today. She'd look and, up every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, it was like, uh, she'd look at from the cellar occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Right. Look up, lift up the board a little bit. <laughs> well, let's do some of these clips. I, uh, have a number of them and they are, Pretty great, I think. At least they were when I was doing it last night. Let's find out if that's true. So here's an early moment in the car. What the hell was that? Are you trying to kill us? Hey, don't blame me. It's your steering wheel. Yeah, it's the wheel. It's not the guy driving. It's the steering wheel. Scotty. Hey, Scotty, what's this place like anyway? Hey, Scotty. Hey. You know what? Part of it rubbed me wrong because I just that's what I was called when I was younger. So my parents, oh, my dad yeah. would go, Scotty, come clean the thing. My mom would say, oh, Scotty, you're so funny. I hate that term. I hate the the, the lengthening of Scotty. Scotty. It. Bugs me yeah. to no end. All right. Uh, somebody's cheap. Yeah, why are we getting it so cheap? Okay, now I got to. I gotta, <laughs> I'm glad you guys mentioned that because let's hear that one more time. Yeah, why are we getting it so cheap? It's really high on the for top end. Yeah, why are we getting it so cheap? So then I did. Yeah, why are we? Now that's a file. Yeah, why? And I'm just going to play whenever I want. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Why is she starting up there? What's with that register? Why are you going to start you up there? you got no place to go if you're up there, man. Yeah. What's going to do? Yeah, give What's yourself some, some space. Yeah, why are we? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, might not be that bad, I wrote. I don't know what this is. Well, it might not be that bad. No. Actually, it might be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like Matthew Broderick. hundred percent sounds like Matthew Broderick. And, uh, Margot Robbie doing her Margo, uh, exactly. Yeah, Play it again. Harley Quinn. Play it again. All right. We've got Matthew Broderick and Margot Robbie. I'm gonna close my eyes and picture it. Here it goes. Well, it might not be that bad. Weird. No. Actually, it might be kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Totally is. That's wow, weird. Crazy. All right, I got an Ibit prom night thing. I know, I know. Of course, I'll surprise with this film. This is uh, this is right toward the end of the date, and you'll see why. Yeah, I think this is where we get off. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Working, working, working blue today. All right. Here uh, we got a belly grunt. This just made me laugh. They're they're out taking their gear out of the car. All right. There's that. I think that was fully or not fully, but ADR later. And it's when uh, Bruce Campbell got hit in the gut with a bag or something. It was dumb. Uh, here's what uh, these words mean, according to Scott. Uh, I would like very much to make a toast here for oh, okay. all this evening. Yeah. Uh, as a Greek friend of mine once said, uh, he said, I... No, okay, okay, okay. Nis, nis. <laughs> to, to, to tarim. <laughs> Which means... Party down! Yeah. <laughs> Party down! Yeah, he deserved to die just from that. I right? Agree. Yeah, I 100% agree. The moment he did it, I went, you're dying. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Um, all right. This is this is my mom and I'm in trouble. God! All right. There's that. Uh, <laughs> God! Here's uh, Oh, I hate this laugh-to-talk ratio. So 
you'll get what I mean here in a second, but Scott went from ha 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 to let's go in too fast of a time. Here goes. <laughs> hey, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. It's too broad. That was abrupt. Fake, fake laugh, dude. Fake yeah, laugh. fake laugh. I don't like it. All right. Uh, something about a oh, rude girlfriend joke. This kind of looks like your old girlfriend. <laughs> Get it? Because it's an ugly face. Uh, we heard this at the top of the show today. Not to Ron DeManto. Okay, so that dude is American Movie Classics uh, narrator. Oh, shoot. Didn't write it down. But the, you know on American Movie Classics, they do some sort of like, these movies are the top 10 classic, whatever. Mm-hmm. He narrated yeah. that for years and years and years. And that's that guy. I forgot his name. I didn't write it down. Anyway, hmm. just a fun little trivia note there that I totally botched and didn't give you really. Any <laughs> uh, Thanks right. for that information. Here's an intense search. No, 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 it's man. just intense speech. I spelled it wrong. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Here, here goes. Bunch of nonsense. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm about to go on a space ride at um, in, in Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Or you know, yeah. the Indiana Jones ride or something weird like that. Like we're getting to the Temple of Doom, <laughs> right? Park. Exactly. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, I want to play this one more time. I played at the top of the show, but who has ever called it this? I'm just going to play this. This is that same guy again. Undisturbed by the myriad distractions of modern civilization and far from the groves of academe. 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 Myriad. You know who that sounded like when I was listening to it originally? I was like, oh man, is that like some Rod Serling stuff? Because it's got a very Rod Serling kind of sound to it. I think that was the idea, right? Make it kind of. Yeah. Maybe. All I know is Academe makes me want to punch him in the face. I hate that shortening of that. Academe. Just add the ia at the end. Academia. Just go ahead and do it. (laughs) Oh, no. Far from the reaches of Academe. All right. Academ. Shut it off. Kanda. Shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> was that Cheryl? It was, right? Or was Might, it as like, well yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. Might as well be. Might as well be. Marcus Welby. All right, here's another one. <laughs> ha- hey, oh, the card stuff. Hey, Ash, I guessed the card right. Wow, you're a genius, freaking genius. Yeah, doing the the Ghostbusters thing where you yeah that is the right oh it is the seven of hearts good job yep yep and then okay this is nine seconds long it's shortened because it's so long I didn't want to ruin everyone's day but this movie wanted to have the longest moan scream that it could ever create in the world and here it is. I say that's shortened by about another nine seconds. So that was almost going to use that for my intro and just have her like, I got to remember to pick up eggs from the uh, grocery store. (laughs) Oh, what's my pin number again? I would love that. No breaths or anything. No, you wouldn't have liked it at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked it. I feel like I'm liking it right now, though. (laughs) All right. uh, Always say what? I don't know what this is. Thank you. I don't know what I would have done if I had remained on those hot coals. The way they did that voice stuff is... Yeah, but like, and he's just sitting there letting her finish the sentence instead of chopping her head off. She's... Yeah, finish her (laughs) off. Like, oh, I'll let you... I'll let you... Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) I'm going to let you finish. finish. Go ahead. All right. Here's the... uh, What? 
the weird morning that oh the weird moaning i can't write <laughs> I, love, I love your notes i wrote the weird morning i meant the weird moaning uh anyway here's that sound and it would just yeah, be like wind. all through it oh it's so yeah, weird dude. and moaning thing that's really effective it big gave me it gives me the willies even with this rewatching. i don't like it. it freaks me out uh you bastards oh, you bastards why are you torturing me like this why why <laughs> why i love the way he says why this is a shakespearean moment yeah it's pretty good oh, you bastards Oops, it was supposed to only play the why part it didn't all right here's a horrible laugh okay and, <laughs> that was a great uh, laugh. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? Oh, it makes me want to die. I hate I hate her. I hate that character. <laughs> oh, she drove me crazy. <laughs> I know it's supposed to just be weird and creepy, but she just Yeah. I don't know. She just made me feel bad, bad about myself. All right, here's uh <laughs> <laughs> here's a great Bruce Campbell sound to finish us out. All right. <laughs> that is pretty good. I don't remember what happened there, but uh, that brings us to the checklist. It's the sound. It's the sound check. It's the film sack checklist. And it begins with, you can almost smell this set check. I really could. I feel like I could smell mm-hmm. everything in that room. Uh, nothing yeah. like the Spider-Man movies check. And the only book burning I condone check. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Connection we are currently in limbo with because uh, at the moment we have a temporary retiring of Daryl Skeels he has taken a break and will not be providing Trek Connections for a while so if we find well, there, any it'll be on us to find uh, any there aren't any in this movie there's a there's no cast yeah Ethan Cohen mm-hmm. maybe did has a friend who works with Star Trek or something weird like that that's it that's as far as you're going to get so no Trek Connections anyway Bruce Campbell once watched uh, Star Trek 4 yes <laughs> there you go uh, that's the one with the the the, the, the whales. whales. So of course he yeah. did. Of course he did. Uh, Daryl, have a good sabbatical and good luck on that. And let us know if you ever come back to doing this. Uh, soundtrack grade WM for weird mix. It was a combination of synthy garbage and some decent <laughs> orchestrated stuff. And I, I it helped you predict what was going to happen. Be, only because we've seen it again so many times. But it's like lots of music, and then when it gets quiet, you know something's about to jump out in like five seconds. Yeah. But also, it would just be so jarring. It'd be like, you know, and then, and it would be synthetic and lame. And then they'd be in a fight and you'd hear orchestral stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, either you hired, you know, spent some of this 350 grand on an actual like orchestra pit, or you bought some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, stock footage music or something. I don't know where, how they got that to happen, but they had a weird combo there. Mm-hmm. I'll have the weird combo supersize it for me. All right, moving on. Here we are at the Twitter post. This is where you guys, wherein, get to say things that are 280 characters or less. That is your job, and it begins this week with Randy. The Evil Dead. Two guys take three girls out to a cabin, and they bring booze and drawing papers and a, a magnifying glass. And, uh, okay, one girl has sex, but it's outside, and she's by herself. Um, the other girl guesses the card right. Card right. <laughs> card right. Card right. <laughs> Nobody come. I hang up. All right. The great James way to, Hong. Way to, way to make you, like, get me all the way to the edge. Right I here. know. And not, and not uh, no, no. I thought. Yeah, I got I to the climax. Gonna... I did not get to the denouement. Nope. Yeah. Ooh. I was almost there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, Brian Dunaway. 
Here's some words. The Evil Dead. This kind of looks like your old girlfriend's sister. You're locked in the cellar of the cabin of the woods called Evil Dead 2. Hey, is that cream corn coming out of your sleeve? <laughs> 1981. What a time to be a dead. <laughs> yeah. Cream yeah. corn. Also gross. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Evil Dead. Dear A and B. Oh, crap. <laughs> evil evil it's like it's like it's four words in my twitter post and i screwed up one of them the most important one evil dead dear airbnb one star <laughs> nice <laughs> now try to say real weekend i can't yeah. do it I real st- weekend I still wasn't sure where you were well uh on that fine note uh i've lost my place oh yeah we we gotta do this now Alternate titles. It was almost called Cabin with Two Dudes. Ooh. Yeah, they forgot the ladies. Or Someone Arrest That Tree. I think that would have been the one to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, emails. We got two this week, and they came to us at filmsack at gmail.com. We love your emails. And we got one from Brandon Retke, who says, a uh, quick note on filmsack 480. He says, I've emailed you before and told you how great you guys are, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll skip over all that part. Not complete without out-clevering all the other emails with quippy greetings. And I'll just make this a quick one. Except now it's long because he wrote all that. Anyway, I was listening to the one about the world is not enough. You know, the James Bondery we just did. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And just to make a comment, in reference to the silly Bond girl names, I believe it was Randy who mentioned that no one with the last name Day would call their daughter May. That is an Hmm. overestimation of humanity, my friend, he says. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I knew of a family in the town I went to college in by the last name Toof, pronounced Toof, T-O-O-F, although pronounced T or uh, spelled T-O-U-F. He says, "Uh, I know that they did, in fact, call their sons Chip and Buck. As my wife went to school with them. His wife went to school with him. Please keep on sacking, fellas. So, yeah, his name, those names were Chip, Chip Toof and Buck Toof. Oh, that's yeah. the meanest thing ever. That is you awful, is especially Bucktooth. Yeah. Like Bucktooth is horrendous. What a horrendous thing to do to somebody. That, that just can't be true. It's that have, just, it that's seems like, crazy, right? It's well, insane. no. Tina had a, a friend in school whose name was Strawberry Pit. Ah, which wow. is a uh, which is a fruit that doesn't have a pit. Which is the yeah. <laughs> Wait, Strawberry. Would have at least pit. named your daughter Peach. Strawberry. Right, exactly. Mm. Oh yeah, Peach Pit. That'd be the way to do it. That'd be yeah. Uh, I knew a girl named Lotion, but that's neither here nor there. All right. <laughs> well, I, I am fascinated by I'm fascinated by people who who take their names into running for political office. That mm. fascinates me. Really? I like my whole life because I I like grew up in Texas where where uh, you know a man would call himself Buster Brown and then run for state office, right? <laughs> yeah. And like that was like that, that was like a thing. As my, in my childhood, I always thought I overestimated what the value of a name when people were running for election, right? Yeah. And it's still on my mind today, right now, in the city I live, Irvine, California, there is a woman running for mayor, and she's my chosen candidate. She's really great. Her name is Farah Khan. No her, way! Her first name is Farah, and her last name is Khan. <laughs> Farah Khan. Yeah. Wow. And, and that just fascinates me. I'm just like, like, what would you have changed it to? If you if you go back in time, you're like, I need to change this name because it's not going to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what would you have changed it to? I don't know. 
Yeah. It's just, it fascinates me. Like I say, I, I, there's a whole episode of the Phileas Club where I'm living in Hawaii and there's signs everywhere for this guy who's running for office and his last name is spelled F-A-L-E, which is pronounced Fale out there. But you look at the sign and it says, vote for Richard Fail. And it's like, <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. Dick Fail. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I um, knew somebody, I knew a Michael Hunt in uh no, no, you didn't. I did, and they called him. He refused to do anything short, right? It was always Michael because he knew the trouble yeah, of it. Well, but his yeah. parents were just none the wiser. Completely, no idea that what they had what they had done. They didn't know, and so he was uh, Michael. Wow. And we were always like, "Hey, uh, can I call you Mike? Shut up, dude. Shut up. You know what? Yeah. I don't wow. He didn't like it. Yeah, there was an actual. You don't like it. Uh, let's move on to this email. This is from Zach. It says my kids love those Air Bud movies. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> that you all seem so extremely interesting to know more about. They tie into Airbud in that the buddies movies are all his puppies. Uh, right. They can all talk in these movies. <laughs> and each has a different personality. There is a princess, a dancer, a rapper, a tough guy and a nerd. I can't remember all of them, but you get the idea. <laughs> definitely sa- <laughs> He says definitely sack Firewalker. One of my favorite movies as a kid. It was a canon produced film so you know it's amazing. Oh, Love yeah. the podcast. Uh, Keep on sacking. I don't know what Firewalker is. No idea what that is. I just I just want to say if not related to Airbud though. Firewalker. No. <laughs> I just want to say if you write us an email Pay attention to how you say what you say, because Scott may not do you any favors. Yeah, Scott may <laughs> Scott may read it very, very plainly. Yeah, and which which is what I did here. But you uh, look the Airbud movies. I get it if kids like them. I liked a lot of dumb stuff when I was a kid. Totally, totally down with it. So, from a kid's point of view, Airbud, go for it. From an adult's mm-hmm. point of view, I'd rather poke my eyes out with a hot poker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firewalker. Well, you have kids of the age. I mean, you yeah, can appreciate sure. things like that watching your you're watching talking movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's nothing like that. That's a nightmare. Those are shut bad. your mouth. Those are bad. <laughs> or small, small. Not wonder. Uh, what's the baby ge- baby geniuses? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, these are all in the same category. They're all they're right. all bad. And, it's I, like, and we're gonna get emails wanna... from somebody who loves each of those, right? Like mm-hmm. we're gonna get an email from everybody yeah. that, that likes one of those. Things. Like right. I, I may be the only person alive who likes the Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies, but I think they're. Oh yeah, that's okay. I, I think they're uh, like a series that found an audience and I'm in the audience. Like I, I totally get it. The, these, these don't things don't what those spring are. into existence from nowhere. I, don't even I mean, this is. is, I mean, this is the, the, what the Disney video library lives on. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all these movies are, eh, yeah, I mean, they are. Us, I mean, if you have a kids of certain age, I mean, yeah, it, Her, it's, listen, it's Herbie, the love bug was our version of this stupid stuff, you know? Like yeah, Lindsay Lohan movie. No, you always say no, that before that. Like the no, this is a Dunaway <laughs> oh, joke. She, she changed everything when she came. Yeah, on. no, this is a Dunaway joke. This is like me <laughs> when I bring up your Chris Brown friend thing every time. It's <laughs> oh it's gotcha, like, okay. Every time you bring up Herbie Lovebug, he'll say the Lindsay Lohan movie every time. <laughs> um, by the way, Firewalker. Forget that that exists. It's there no, was two, right? I remember yeah. it. She did a thing. Fully loaded. Like, yeah, it was yeah. bad. They were bad. Firewalker, 1986. That's the film he's talking about. This is... uh let's see. Kilmer, if I remember? Uh, no, this is older. No? Way older. Well, not way older. Oh, it's Chuck, uh, Chuck okay. Norris and Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, I do remember this movie. You're thinking of Dreamwalker, I think. Hold on. The one where he's on the Indian Reservation. Oh, that, I remember that, that, that movie, Kilmer, too. That Val, Kilmer, that Val Kilmer movie is actually very cool. 
the one you're thinking of, Ibit. Uh, it's yeah, kind of, it's, well, it was no real genius, but no, <laughs> it was no real genius. It's a little. There trail. will never be another movie no. like really. The, yeah. the only thing that's even come close to real genius it, in the 30 years since that movie is Van Wilder, and Van Wilder is a pale imitation. Yeah, and if true. you didn't know, speaking of just ridiculous amounts of straight-to-video films. You should definitely check out all the Van Wilder films that carried on even after Ryan Reynolds moved on. Okay. There's a few. I just like the fact that he said ridiculous. 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 Yeah, you want to see ridiculous? <laughs> ridiculous. It's a, a kid's movie with a bunch of dogs in it. All right, moving on to uh, letting you guys know that we love your emails. And if you mm-hmm. want to send in more like Zach here and Brandon, we'd love it. Send it to filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie in our month of Sacktober, where we do nothing but great horror movies. Well, I don't know if they're all great, but that's great. <laughs> oh, whoa, we we need to get started then. Yeah, good point. Great, um, we have an amazing. Great, oh, go ahead. Appropriate, appropriate great film sack movies. Okay, great movies for right. film yes, sack. Yes. There you go. Well, next one is a James Brolin film from nineteen seventy something called The Car. The Car. The and it's all about a car that's like a lot or that's like killing people and he's a but sheriff. it's not christine no no it's like a okay. christine no. ripoff it's not dual it's, it's not, not dual. dual that's early 70s <laughs> tv steven spielberg film yeah it's not that that's other right. that one what was the was the charlie sheen one we saw so it's not that episode of oh, futurama uh, where wraith. the wraith it's not the, the wraith. wraith that was it's great the so then it's not the futurama episode with bender nope where, where Bender's the car at night when he becomes right. a wear car. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. Uh, the green. What's the Green Goblin one? Uh, the <laughs> so Green Goblin car. Oh, me, uh, uh, ah, machine. Green Goblin or overdrive? Or overdrive. overdrive. Oh. Maximum overdrive. Oh, maximum overdrive. <laughs> yeah. It's not no, that one either. It's none of these <laughs> ghost car either. movies you're mentioning. It's this new one we've never seen called The Car. <laughs> it's got Thanos's dad. He tries to stop the car. It's going to be great. So uh, check yeah. that out next week. After that, Gremlins two. We got Child's Play up up for bat here. I think we finished things this month with uh, maybe the all time. Why was it taking us this long to get to there? Poltergeist. We're gonna finally watch mm-hmm. Poltergeist oh, one. Yeah, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Ibit throw up in his hat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why he'll do that? But <laughs> in my hat. In his hat. Right. <laughs> why in his hat? I don't know, but I love <laughs> it. What are you gonna throw up at? <laughs> Yeah, where else are you gonna do it, dude? When my dad was in the my dad was in the uh, National Guard for a while, and uh, he was telling me this story. He would get he got really bad like motion sickness for some reason. I never do, but he did. And uh, he's on this plane. He's just full of dudes all going to do whatever their thing was, and they all have their helmets on and stuff. And he got so freaking motion sick on that plane trip that the mm-hmm. best he could do was pull off that helmet and yak into it. So he had to oh, yak wow. into his helmet. That was the hat's original intention. You didn't know that? Then. No. It's just a, just a portable puke bucket. Yeah, really? that's yeah. all it is. It wasn't to protect from bullets it. or anything. It was just to, uh, just to barf in. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fun story. Uh, so next week, the car. Be here or be square. The car. Uh, now, is that with like one R? Is it like a Z- One R, car, not like car. Like, yeah, not like that. Right. Was that what he, yeah, it was two, two R's in that, right? From, from, from uh, uh, the, yeah, you're talking about Michael Knight's, uh, Nemesis uh, car, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. The, the, but not the Nemesis. Yeah. No. Right. Ne- what was the name of the the Goliath? The, is the Goliath truck. was the truck. That's right. right. Dude, Knight Rider is so stupid. 
<laughs> I I knew it back then. I know, but it really, that's why I, I mean, I Fantasy love it. Island. I love it, but it's. <laughs> I knew it back then. I watched it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, for it. It's really stupid. Uh, by the way, just so you guys know, I rented. I haven't watched it yet because I haven't started my. I haven't started the rental yet, but I rented this movie we just watched today. But the 2013 remake. Um, oh. I keep hearing that that's really good. The Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. And who rents movies? Uh, me. I'm renting. Okay. One. You yeah. only. You're the only one that buys everything every time. Yeah, and and every every week there's a new like 99 cent rental deal on uh, Amazon and Apple that yeah. is like, oh, you know what? That's one we wanted to see when it was in theaters, and we missed it, and it's recent enough. And yeah. then a week later, it gets added to HBO Max. Yeah, and then yeah, you don't they, story, we could have saved story. that dollar and not paid a dime. After 15 months, right. you paid for a month of freaking HBO Max. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm uh, I was so enjoying myself with this. I think I'm going to watch that newer one and see what modern sensibilities are at play and see what they do there. So apparently yeah, it's pretty faithful remake, but also really horrifying, just like, like, you hmm. know, next level business. And anyway, I'll, I'll let you guys know what I thought. I probably, it's probably the sort of thing I should say for this show, but I'm still going to watch it. So F off. Mm, yeah. I don't see us. Yeah. The- probably not right <laughs> away. Right. Um, anyway. Uh, so that's next week. The car, in the meantime, film. Where's the car Ed? Where's it? Oh, where's that? Uh, where we're watching oh, that. Yeah. This week? We've been switching on these, uh, on these services lately. So, uh, did you say, Randy? I don't know if you told us. Um, yeah, it's definitely on Prime Video for rent, but let's see. I At least that's what that's what IMDb is trying to push me. Here it is. Justwatch.com says the. Oh, did we lose car. Randy? Was that what that noise was? Oh, did he go away? Maybe he's. Oh, he's gone. And he's I gone. Know. I don't know what happened to him. I'll hit oh, oh, there he oh, is. There he he's is. Back. He's back. Now he's back. Hey, he's back. Hi, Randy. Oh, it's, it's like a little it. Randy. We said his name. We said his name three times. Yeah, because he uh, had a PC. He had a blue screen of death. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no fun. Uh, by the way, oh, that yeah, there it is. Uh, it's Netflix. So uh, good Netflix. old Netflix has the car. And I'm um, looking at the preview thing right now. All oh, this looks freaking great, you guys. Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun. All right, <clears throat> so there's that. Hey, Silent Hill Revelations on streaming what <laughs> what somebody takes god's internet away wait a minute <laughs> we might have to put that in there all right anyway that's it thank you all for joining us filmsack.com is the website i've said for like eight times i'll do it one more time filmsack.com is our website and you can find us on twitter at filmsack you can find everything else you need at the site so go look for it that's going to do it for us for me for brian for brian and for randy this is where we get off <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.